Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump of Fantasy Baseball Podcasts. Today we're going to speak about draft day strategy. But first, quick shout out to my dad. Happy birthday, Pops, February 28th. Also a notable day because today is the day that big commish Rob Manfred says an agreement needs to be finalized. Otherwise, the players are going to be docked pay for the games missed as a result of a delay to the season. Those games won't be made up, and the players will miss out on pay. It's Saturday at the time of this recording, the 26th, and it seems very unlikely that we're going to see an agreement reached by Monday, as they still look to be quite far apart on major issues involving players and their pay. Specifically, the luxury tax, along with minimum salaries and revenue share. But our guy DJ LeMayhew's out here saying that we're not as far away as it seems. And he's optimistic about reaching an agreement sooner than later. Well, so am I, DJ. Come on, baby. Let's get it done. Because we want some baseball. Now, moving on to the draft. Couple key things to make sure you're on top of on draft day. If you really want to win, you've got to dedicate time to your draft. Give it your attention in between picks. Have your draft rankings pages up on your browser. I like to use Fantasy Pros, Fantrax, Roto Baller, Roto Champ. Even your own draft boards. I'll be sharing my starting pitcher rankings with you all very shortly after this episode. With a little write-up on each guy. But have them up and refer to them in between picks. Be aware of positions that you already have drafted. And make sure that your team is redundant. Multiple guys covering each position to maximize your output each day or week. And you know, drafting never goes according to plan, so take it as it comes. It's largely about getting the guy best available and getting the guy who's consistent with the players that you've already drafted with respect to categories. On to the specifics of my strategy this year. I'm going with a 6-1 approach, meaning six hitters and one pitcher in the first seven rounds and six pitchers and one hitter in the next seven rounds. See, in the past, I've always wanted to get an ace, multiple of them. Two of my first four picks were going to be pitchers. I like the big-name guys with big strikeouts, great ratios, wins, cross-the-board strength. Problem with that is, as I've been mocking, I'm seeing a much bigger drop-off in the hitters. Once we get to around the 70 to 80 range in picks, I'm not loving the guys I'm seeing. 
suddenly guys like Alonzo, Seager, Rendon, they're off the board. And you're looking at guys like Mondesi, Jazz, Bellinger, guys I don't really want to touch. And at that same point, I am loving the pitchers. I think there are aces galore that you can grab in that range of rounds 8 through 14. So with that said, I suggest that you load up on the hitters early. You can't really go wrong. There's a lot of studs available in those first 70 or so picks. And you can build a team that destroys everybody else in hitting and competes with everybody else in pitching. I mean, look at your first five picks. There's lots of ways you can go about it. But here are a few groupings you could find yourself with. Power lineup, Vlad, Alvarez, Judge, Franco, Altuve. Love that. A little more balanced, but still powerful. J-Ram, Robert, Albies, Lindor, Arenado. You got a pick later in the first round. You could find yourself with Mookie, Freeman, Machado, Jimenez, Seager, or Harper, Devers, Olsen, Story, and Springer. What do they all have in common? I'm not big on shortstop in the first round. As much as I love Bichette, I'd rather go trade for him at a later point in the season. On draft day, shortstop is deep. You could be looking at Franco, Lindor, Story, and Seager in rounds four and five. And in those first three rounds, stack up on some strong outfield, take care of your first and third base, where your guys are not as deep at shortstop. What else do they have in common? No pitcher until round six. Let me tell you a couple average draft positions of guys I love to finish off your first seven rounds with. Robbie Ray, 54. Put some respect on Robbie. Mr. Cy Young got major control over his command with a 1.04 whip last year, still leading the league in Ks and swinging strikes. He did that in Toronto. Now moving over to a, a more friendly pitcher park with a hot young team who's ready to make a playoff run. Robbie steps into a position to be a leader for some very young, promising pitchers. Much of the game is mental. I've been reading Harvey Dorfman, and I think Robbie's stepping in a position that's going to mentally challenge him to be even better than he was last year as he leads this young team and brings hope to Seattle. Aaron Nola, ADP 56, Chris Sale, 57. My personal favorite, who is probably going to be my first pitcher off the board this year, Freddie Peralta at 64. I don't know what the heck this guy is doing at 64. He's my number 11 ranked pitcher. And I love him. Quietly behind Burns and Woody last year, he put up 12.16 Ks per nine. Hitters were putting up a batting average of 165 against him. His whip was .97 with a 2.81 ERA and 10 wins. 
He's going to go for more innings this year, and he's going to be an ace for you. So again, I say load up on the hitters early and grab one of these guys as your ace. Also a big fan of Max Freed at 71 ADP. Dude's a winner. 69% win percentage. Two out of his five seasons. He's had a sub three ERA, and I'm telling you the third one is coming this year. Big fan of this guy. He's got a great team backing him up. And listen, wins matter. Especially if you're in a league where losses hurt you, he's a great pick. I'm staying away from guys playing for Miami, even though they're ranked very high. Sandy Alcantara has a 37% win percentage. Need I say more? I don't want to get involved with that. So I suggest one of those five guys be your ace. Nola and Sale have been ace caliber players in the past. I think something was up with Nola the past two years, but we were talking about him as a Cy Young potential in 2019. He's still young. Sale was up there too, and he had some great performances last year after returning from injury. With a healthy offseason, I like him as your ace this year. So cap off your first seven rounds with the best hitting lineup in the league, and one of these guys is your ace. As we move on to rounds 8 through 14. Pitchers I'm looking at over here. I'm just going to rattle off some names and ADPs. Throw you a couple numbers in between. Rodon. ADP 94. He went 13-5 and five last year. 2.37 ERA. 12.6 Ks per 9. Under a 1 whip. Innings are a concern. But man, he was good. Musgrove, 94. Manoa, 95. Big fan of Manoa to take a big step forwards this year. He was fantastic in his limited action last year. 111.2 innings, 3.22 ERA. 127 Ks, 9-2 and record. Ace caliber stuff. Draft him with confidence. Fill up your lineup with these young studs. They're way too low on the draft boards. This is how you're going to win. Charlie Morton, fantastic year. He's still going strong at age, what, 38? 97 ADP. You've got the ace of the Rays. ADP 108, Shane McClanahan. Whips a little high, but dude will get you great numbers and wins. Also big fan of Logan Webb, ADP 113. I'm sure that's going to rise or lower, ADP 113. I'm sure he's going to go before that in most leagues, but he performed very well. Around a K per inning, around a 3 ERA, I think he's going to do even better this year. Now on to Verlander at 140. Don't let anybody else get him. Surely I don't need to remind you how good he was in 2018 and 19. Two of the best years of his career. He's aging like fine wine. Around 2.5 ERAs. Outstanding records. 0.9 and 0.8 whips. Over 200 innings. 12 Ks per nine. The guy is a gem. He's low on the draft boards because people are worried about his health and age. I say take advantage. Same as I do for Mike Clevenger with an ADP of 162. 
we were talking about him as a top 10 fantasy pitcher going into 2019. Look, it's risky, but guys come back from Tommy John surgery and are better than they've ever been. I'm down to take that risk. I love him. He's in a pitcher-friendly park in San Diego with a solid hitting lineup behind him. And oh yeah, San Diego just brought in a former Cleveland pitching coach, Ruben. Not going to try to say his last name, but this guy helped breed gems. The names speak for themselves. Kluber, Bauer, Bieber. Some young guys with promise like McKenzie, Savale, Plesak, Quantrill. He's reuniting with Clev and going to help bring the best out of him. Some more guys I love at this point to help fill your 8 through 14 rounds on the way to having 7 hitters and 7 pitchers. Nathan Eovaldi, 158 ADP, coming off a solid year. Sonny Gray, 149 ADP, coming off not such a great year. But man, this guy's always going to have a place in my heart. He's just so fun to watch. You see him get a clutch strikeout. I mean, a real clutch strikeout because he's been there before. But when he does it and you see him just go, clutching his fists. Man, I just love it. What a lovable guy. He's there when I'm ready to take him. I will. Michael Kopech, 160 ADP. Strikeout machine. 13.5 Ks per nine. Not a lot of guys doing that. Yes, he relieved it last year. He's got some injury concerns. But boy, you're looking at a potential ace there as he makes his way to the starting rotation. Love Shane Baz also and Logan Gilbert. Young guys with a lot of promise. By this point, you should be on your way to round 15, where you can go back and forth taking best available players to fill out the rest of your rosters. A lot of guys I like, both pitching and hitting, that will get you great return from around the 180 ADP mark and on. Cindergaard, 196. Severino, 199. Former aces. These guys, their paths speak for themselves, and so do the injuries. I get it if you want to stay away. I'd be looking at some younger guys like Cal Quantrill, 221. Dude was outstanding last year. Posted a 2.89 ERA with an 8-3 record. Could be the next big thing in Cleveland. Also love Ranger Suarez. In 106 innings, he posted a 1.36 ERA. Yes, many of them were from the relief spot or the opener spot, but he did have an 8-5 record with a 1 whip and 9.1 Ks per 9. Who also posted a 308 ERA+. plus. This is a stat that takes ERAs and accounts for external factors like ballpark, normalizes them across the league, where 100 is average, 150 is 50% above average. Top five in this category who qualified in innings, Burns at 176, Scherzer and Woody at 166, Bueller at 165, Ray at 154. 
There were only four men to do better than him in this category that threw at least 50 innings, and two of them, Hater and DeGrom. My point? This guy's starting this year and I'm all in. Will he repeat those numbers? Probably not, but I'm going to be there to find out, especially at an ADP of 210. Also like McKenzie at 230, he had his ups and downs last year, but he definitely helped people make it to the finals with a strong stretch at the end of the year. Kluber's worth a flyer at 237, Jordan Montgomery at 240, I'm hearing great things about Aaron Ashby at 242, maybe the next big thing in Milwaukee, and Josiah Gray at 245, worth a flyer at the end of your draft. He had a shaky opening to his major league career, but I can tell you he was a big part of the Scherzer trade, and they like him. Some late hitters to consider, Michael Brantley at 154. Jared Kalenic at 167. Now there's a guy we could be drafting in the top five rounds next year. Get him on your squad. He could be contributing to every category. Ty France, 171. Glaber Torres, 176. We spoke about redundancy. France, this dude helped you in a lot of categories last year. And he's first, second, and third base eligible. I love having him on my team for utility spots, and to fill in on off days for other guys. Torres, we were drafting him in the top five rounds last year. He's down to 176. Some people think playing shortstop had something to do with his struggles last year. I don't know, but I'm happy to have him on my team. At second base and shortstop eligible, worthy. Joey Votto at 178. Dude was awesome last year. Age will catch up with him eventually, but I think he's a guy you want to have on your team. Especially if you missed out on first baseman earlier in the draft. Kiebert Ruiz at 206. Big fan of this guy. He's going to be my catcher this year. I'm happy to wait until he's coming off the board and not worry about catcher until then. Brendan Rodgers, 217. Second base and shortstop eligible also. Playing in Colorado. He had some big games last year. Luke Foyt at 221, our 2020 home run champion. Kirilov, 227, a rookie from last year who spent some time injured, but he wasn't. He was solid. First base and outfield eligible. Alec Baum, 246. He's had his ups and downs, but he's still young and could be great. And Gavin Lux, 251. We're all waiting for you to break out, buddy. Second base and shortstop eligible think he might be outfield eligible eligible also so with all that said this is how we optimize the draft and get the best possible team on draft day of course you'll have to react to things throughout the year so stay riding with me injuries new rookies getting called up buying low and selling high on hot and cold streaks gave you the guys that I'm going to be looking at. You don't have to stay with them, but I do think stick with this system and you'll find yourself with the best team to open the season with. Thanks again for joining me. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump. (laughs) 